What up, what up? Thanks for tuning in to No Sugar, Please. This podcast was created for the multifaceted individual. It is a multi-generational podcast used to educate listeners through conversations for the advancement of the mind, spirit, body, and community. Yo, Mike, Mike. What up, city? What's up, man? What's going on? Nothing much, nothing much, man. So, um, real quick, just before we even start dialogue, um, today we're going to talk about the mental state of black males, and we're going to have uh, my cousin, sort of like an older brother to me, Mike, a.k.a. Miguel, a.k.a. Uh, I would call him Lump Lump, but that's my name. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I might, I've known Mike, honestly, my whole life, you know, so he's seen ups, downs, learning, growth, everything. So um, I'm going to let him talk about himself for a little bit and uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Well, first of all, thanks, uh, JD or Cuz for uh, having me on your podcast. And I just want to let you know that I'm proud of, you know, things you're you're doing, uh, the efforts you're making to just become a better man, father, husband, so on and so forth. Um, as for me, uh, I guess a little intro or background of who I am. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a, uh, believe in God. Um, all things are in existence because of the creator. Um, I'm a father of two, two young, two young, beautiful girls. I'm a husband. I've been married, man. I've been married for 14 years. My anniversary was june the 16th so yeah so we're coming up on 14 uh we're not coming up on we've done 14 um for for career i'm a professor i'm a health and wellness expert um i'm an entrepreneur so i'm a hustler man i is you know as far as my career i've tried and dibbed and dabbed in a lot of different things um but the bread and butter right bread and butter right now is health and wellness and um, teaching at the collegiate level. Um, hey, the man is a jack of all trades. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean that's jack. the only. <laughs> hey, listen, that's the only way you can do it nowadays, man. You have to have several different streams of revenue if you want to make it. So um, agreed, agreed. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. We're gonna mainly hit on a lot of mental health and just you know, mental health issues as well as well as. Um, you know what in regards to black males and society it's a it's a lot of different things we'll talk about but okay i need your honest opinion all right so with this whole and i think i mentioned to this you before with this whole lou williams thing i was Mm -hmm. on instagram or some social media site or news news article or something and i saw that people were bashing him and you know things of that nature and it seemed as if I, they didn't understand the totality of the story. Like, what are your thoughts okay. on his act? Just the whole thing. So here's the thing. I I didn't look too much into it. Um, I know that he's from Atlanta. And, uh, of course, the place he went to is Magic City, which is a well-known uh, strip club worldwide, basically. Everyone knows though. about Magic City. Yeah, and so his thing was just going to get some wings. And I think it's one of those things where it's cultural, like culturally here in Atlanta, like the strip club is just like 
any other spot at night, right. right? Where some people may look at it as something totally different that may be from Arkansas or Connecticut. But uh, honestly, here in Atlanta, there are certain strip clubs that have great food and a great menu. So, um, so, but that's, you know, that's something people who live in Atlanta, who grew up in Atlanta, who are from Atlanta, understand. But like from the outside looking in, it's like, oh my gosh, why did he go to a strip club to get chicken wings? He could have went and got some from Wingstop or something like that. So, uh, it's one of those things you have to understand right. Atlanta culture to understand like where he's coming from. You no, I got saying? you. I definitely got you, man. I, yeah. I me personally, yeah. I ain't trip. Like you know me, I'm a mom on business, but so me, mm-hmm. I was just like, look, man. Hey, if the man wanted wings, he wanted wings. If he was there for some, you know, extracurricular activities, that's that man's business. You know right. what I'm saying? Like that's Absolutely. his business. Right. I think right. people people think just because it's on social media, they have to divulge or give their opinions and things like that um, oh oh that's that's what social media has created yeah, i agree i agree uh yeah that's what like everybody feels like they should have an opinion i mean and rightfully so you mm-hmm. do but yeah i was just, I ne- that doesn't I necessarily was, mean you have to always share or give always it. voice yeah. it Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I didn't yeah. think this was that big of a deal you know what i'm saying obviously I, nah. culturally i i definitely um I definitely get your get your opinion and what you were saying. Yeah. Like it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Um yeah. so next big thing, right? Hey, yeah. I saw I look, it may seem like I'm, it may be old news to you, but it's kind of new to me, whatever <laughs> I'm about to bring up, because I don't I don't spend a lot of time on social media and I probably I probably okay. should spend more obviously with this, but some of this stuff is brand new. So apparently What's the girl name? Uh, what's the rapper lady? Uh, she got shot. You talking? Oh, Megan. yeah, 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 yeah. Megan so apparently, yeah, yeah, so yeah. she got shot. From the, the, she got mm-hmm. shot allegedly. It's uh, uh, what's the name? Tory Lanez who did it. Right. So right. Like what? You being an old school cat, right? What? Yeah. How this situation is playing out? What you thinking about that? So here's the thing. I really, I, I really don't know what's going on from what from you know bits and pieces that I, you know, gather by mm-hmm. just hearing different hearing different people talk. Uh, like you know, sc- um, scrolling through right. Instagram. Um, he allegedly shot her in the foot. Um, supposedly they were somewhere and he was out of yeah. pocket. And she kind of confronted him, and I guess they got into some kind of argument in the in in the you know in the, the car. And but dang, yeah, he shot in, in the, the pool. But so he, but here's the thing, though. Like if you look at Tory Lanez, and you know, here I am, I really right. don't know. Um, but if you look at dude, dude is like what five 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 He's four. A baby. She likes, yeah, he like she like. Six eight. I mean, not six eight. I'm sorry. Like, ooh, not not that big. Like five seven five eight, or probably even bigger. Like you know five yeah. nine. So uh, he's already probably dealing with a complex with her being bigger than he is. So I can imagine, you know, she talking big talk to him, which he's already probably dealing with a complex. So he shot her. <laughs> allegedly which is not cool at all but yeah it's you know you said something that stuck out right you mentioned mm-hmm. complex and that kind of like yeah. you know that really hits on that brings in the whole mental 
the mental issues to the forefront, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, right, you know, right. I've been obviously, you know, I've been, I, I follow I follow politics just to really see what's being mm-hmm. passed, what's going on, and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. so of course, you know, looking into politics, you see Kanye West, right. and man, I'm time. Time is a crazy thing, and I say that because uh-huh. so much can happen in any span of time. Mm-hmm. That if you took it back 10, 15 years, you would not say or believe that Kanye West acts the way he does now. Mm-hmm. And when I said what I said, as far as so many things happening within that time, that's important. Mm-hmm. And I really want to know, like. Is it do you think nah. do you think when people act out in a certain way, is it for show? How do you decipher if it's for show or it's really something going on? Well, here's the thing. I I'm a big fan of Kanye mm-hmm. since the beginning. Um but if you uh pay attention to his behavior when he first came, like so say for instance he was adamant about people uh respecting him and that he was just adamant about he was gonna be this person, right? right? Uh the superstar, this megastar, and he eventually it eventually right. happened. Um Again, here we go again talking about a complex. I, I think it's one of those things where, and I, I don't know what type of complex you call it, but one of those things where, uh, someone who's always seeking to prove people mm-hmm. wrong, to the point where, um, it just gets out of right. hand. And I think that's I think that's Kanye's, um, position right now. Um. And I, I truly think he, he's dealing with some mental issues. Uh, I don't think he's truly been uh, good since his, the passing of right. his mother and how she passed, right. right? And again, a lot of times what we realize is that we think superstardom and money uh, uh, changes a lot of things. It does financially, but a lot of stuff that we're dealing mm-hmm. with, it, it amplifies the person. Right like tenfold, right. right? So whatever complexes is whatever complex you have or whatever um shortcomings you have, I think it is magnified when you have superstardom and and money. And Kanye is a great example of that. Um I think it's probably one of those things where uh superficial confidence mm-hmm. where, you know, now that I got money I'm confident, but all in actuality growing up you know, this little black boy, you've been dealing with certain complexes, never been, uh, never really saw yourself as being, you know, a confident right, person. Right. And like, it's pseudo nine. Right. So a lot of times after a while, that, that, that armor becomes, it's not as bulletproof as you, you think right. it was. You get what right. I'm saying? More money, yeah. more problems. That, yeah, true. Well, true. So, if we know, my thing is, at mm-hmm. what point do we, do we re- how do we address willful ignorance, right? Because the knowledge that you're sharing and the knowledge in, in mm-hmm. the free game and stuff that I've learned around the way from, whether it be from reading experiences mm-hmm. or other people, um, mm-hmm. it just didn't fall out of the sky. You know what I'm saying? So no, if it didn't, it's, like, what, it's... Where, where are we lacking, you know, as a whole? We don't, we don't, a lot of times we don't pay attention to 
just day-to-day signs that people give us to pick up on certain things, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, where did this come from? But in all actuality, um, if you really pay attention to people and behavior, it's it's not that hard to kind of pick up on, you know, certain behaviors if you pay attention right. to them, right? So you hear the young man or the young lady dating, it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know he was such and such, mm-hmm. but then like retrospect, you're looking back at it, he's like, oh yeah, he did get real verbal abusive when I went out with my right. friends. You get yeah. what I'm saying? And so it's always signs. A lot of times we don't want to pay attention to them until they've uh, gotten worse. You get yeah, what but I'm saying? If we, I def, that makes perfect sense to me. But the thing that gets me is that, you know, at what time are we going to understand that? All right. You know, when are we going to stop trying to fit a circle into a square hole? You know, if we've seen this not yeah. work before or we've seen this, this action happen, at what point in time are we as a whole going to get it and come together to make something happen? Uh, I think it's all, I think it's all personal. Um, what we have to realize if we're talking about in general, and we're talking about from a community base, um, we're, we're not, we're not monolithic, meaning we're not just, yeah, we're black, but that's, that's about it. So many, so many people have different mm-hmm. viewpoints and different stances, right. right? And I think as as a community, we always feel like we have to agree totally on everything in order for us to move right. forward. Uh, the main main things are are uh, justice, uh, politics, in a sense, or just where where we're looking to go. Right, all right? and I think. A lot of times we can't move forward again because, you know, people have different agendas. But I think we should come we should realize and come up with uh, two or three things that as black totality, we agree on. Right. And and move forward. But until then, it's it's hard. And the reason what makes it so hard, because we don't we don't really have any political power. We don't even we don't have economic power. And uh, the longer we become or stay stagnant or dismantled, we'll never make the changes we we need to make in order for us to be progressive as a whole. Do you think it's possible? You get what I'm like, I got, I got you. I, I, I thousand percent agree. But do you think it's possible to really? Because you're not the first person I've asked this question, but I always wanted your mm-hmm. take. Like, is it possible? Yeah. Do I think it? Okay. Um. Here's the thing. Uh, it is possible, but it's one of those things where it's going to be a it's going to have to be a small select group that that leads the forefront. Um, what I notice about our community, for the most part, um, we're communal people, mm-hmm. uh, tribal mm-hmm. people, and so a lot of time we, you know, uh, as the community thinks or as the community goes, you know, a lot of people will right. follow. So if if we can get a small, you know, a, a selective group that has an agenda to push for for the betterment of all, I think there's a possibility it could happen. Um, so kind of like I'm sorry to cut I you think, off, but kind of like that whole go, um, go. Um, I forget Thon Maker's little brother or cousin or something uh, committing to Howard. 
Yeah, and yes, small oh. things like that. I mean, uh, I mean from from right. a, yeah, yeah, like yeah. okay, I'm just giving it to you from, from, a from from standpoint. yeah, from a sports standpoint. I got you. Yeah, and then and then also too, I I think what we have to stop doing, man, we have to stop looking toward for celebrities <laughs> to be our our um our leaders. Exactly. I mean, there are some that are that are some that are doing some things, exactly. but like. Yeah, man, we 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 depend on celebrities and entertainers and sports figures to, you know, move us forward. And you know, it's that's 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 a big responsibility. And a lot of them aren't aren't uh, equipped with the skills, knowledge mm-hmm. base, or you know, in order for us to move forward. And then we are, and then you know, when they let us down, it's like then we want to cancel them. Right all together yeah. you get what i'm saying so yeah i think yeah. man it's so it's so i had a conversation with someone who um mm-hmm. he has his own business i'm not even gonna lie he's on the way to probably be probably building a damn empire man but he started mm-hmm. so small you know he started mm-hmm. very 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 small and mm-hmm. he gained numbers he knew he had you mm-hmm. know this person in this position this person is good with this this person is there this person is there all he did was bring them together, and man, it is it's t- it took off. You know, no celebrity yeah. needed. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I man, I I sometimes a lot of the times, actually a lot of the times, I feel like people just don't want to put the work in, and I don't no, think we don't. Well, has it all? Is you grew up in a different era than I did, similar but not exactly mm-hmm. the same. Yeah, in your era of growing up. Uh-huh. Do you uh-huh. do you believe that your era of growing up was lazier than this era, era or as lazy? Do, do I? Th- yeah, think... like when you were growing up as a kid, were those around those those kids around you super lazy, or those adults that you came in contact were they contact with were they lazy, or were they like real go getters? Like I'm a lead by example and uh, things like that. Um. Hmm. I haven't thought about it in that, you know, capacity. It's um, a good question then. <laughs> um, do I think my do so you're saying do I think my generation is lazier than your generation? Right. Or like how, how do, do I the, or do I, about my generation is being go getters versus being uh, let me think. Let me I, here. Let me see if I can put it in a better way. Um, so this generation is tends to be that microwave. We want it now. We want it now. We don't want to put the work in. Uh, so yeah. Do you think that your generation was the same way, or you guys didn't mind putting the work in more than this generation? Um, I'm gonna have to say. Uh, we put the work in. There's nothing like when we were growing up that 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 we had access to that was instant. Right. You get what I'm saying? Um, now it's like you know we look at or, or I mean act, factual things or say for instance like I'm gonna give you an example like the whole cloud rap yeah. thing, right? You hear the, you hear these stories of these kids who jump on SoundCloud and a year, a year from now, they're like stars. Right. You know that 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 type of stuff didn't happen because we didn't have access to the world wide web, web like right. you guys do. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think our generation was 
microwave. I don't think so. Okay. To an extent, I can say, yeah, to an extent. Um, but what I also noticed too, um, working with your generation, like in the capacity of education, um, you guys had not everyone, but and this is a general statement, which makes it, you know, but, um, like having the idea of I want to be a millionaire or I want to be a ball player, mm-hmm. but yeah, but the actions didn't match up to right. the idea, right? Yeah, you I get what I'm you. saying? I like I want I want to I want to be the next Allen Iverson, but you 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 still in the house? You ain't outside, you know, dribbling or shooting, putting, putting up shots or whatever, whatever. Yeah, you're not putting in the work in, and um, yeah, and that's what I've seen, like. And then, you know, as the young child or the young adult, well, I mean, young child become, becomes a young adult and an adult, you know, they're looking at like, damn, you know, these big dreams and aspirations I had, it it never happened. And I'm like looking like, well, what did you do? What did you do to, you know, take that step forward to becoming the best athlete or to become this millionaire flying on these little jets and so on and so right. forth? So. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I think that's that's been a detriment to a lot of people because they have big dreams and aspirations, but there's really no one to tell you how to what it really takes to to make right. it. You know, right. So, do you think yeah. that's why you know people, you know, people in the black community, more so the kids, when they see that celebrity like a LeBron James or a um um. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, when they see those guys, yeah. that's why when you ask them what they want to be when they grow up, they say those yeah. those figures first. Yeah. yeah, because they those those people look like them. Those people came from the same places they came from. Because um, if you really think about it, and I'm thinking about like when I was growing up, um, my 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 father was my my role model. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and my parents did a good job of instilling in me that, you know, at the end of the day, celebrities are people right. too. You get right. what I'm saying? And, um, and I, I, shit, I think I remember being young and I was like, cause I had an uncle that played professional mm-hmm. football. So I, I had someone like literally, I, you know, have this connection with who's a pro right. athlete. Um, I, you know, I ain't gonna lie and sit here and say, you know, when I was super young, I was like, man, I want to play football. I want to play basketball. But as I got older, um, I, I, I excelled in athletics, but I realized too, uh, academics and other things were just as important. So I kind of, I, I was able to focus on right. both, right? And so, so me going through high school, my whole thing wasn't like, damn, if I don't get a football scholarship, that's it right. for me. You get yeah, what I'm saying? Right. I'm looking, right? I'm looking at it like uh, I'm good because I got a 3.0 plus GPA. I passed my ACT, SAT in 10th grade. I'm right. good, right? Which kind of takes the dog out of it you does. too, it definitely right? Does. Because yeah, because I'm looking at some of my peers who like come from nothing, and all they got is football and basketball, and those are the ones that really pushed yeah. and made it, yeah. right? Yeah. So you know, but. At the end of the day, I'm I'm still in a you know in a good position. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I can see I I I noticed that you lose the dog when you know, like I said, I was like 
hey man, I don't care either way. I'm gonna be good. Right. You get what I'm saying? As opposed to one, one person saying, "Nigga, this is all I you know, got." Giving it so all. This got gotta work. right, and so this gotta work, right? So yeah, I feel you, man. Nah, that's that's real though. That's that's so. How do you how do you keep that dog, that fight, that hunger? You know what I'm saying? Going like what what? I guess part of the question yeah. is what keeps you motivated and going also. Motivated and right. So here's the thing, Jay, and I don't I don't know if y'all realize this or not, but I'm so when you look at our family structure, mm-hmm. like you, um, you being my younger cousin, and then my brother being in the same age, you know, the right. same age as you are, and then younger cousins, and me being one of the older ones outside of you know your mom and uh george right right? so there's a lot of responsibility that was put on me Mm -hmm. right because here you here here i am you guys at the time you like like this is my big cousin and i look up Mm -hmm. to him so uh i didn't want to let y'all down and my your mom and my mom wouldn't let me let y'all down at that so so more more responsibility was put on and i said billy um um, cousin D, at, you know, as right. well. Like, it's like, hey man, these little kids look up to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, make sure you do the right thing. Right. So when they come up, y'all, they they have a good reference to pull from. So, you know, for me, it's one of those things. What what keeps me motivated is like um, being responsible. Right. You know, for for my little cousins and you know whoever else who's looking at me. And now, so it transferred from, you know, having little cousins who grew up to be, who who now grown to be men, you know, and a brother who grown to be men. Now I have kids and it's the same thing. What I realized is that um, we respond to what you do and not what you right. say. Right. And, um, and I've always been an advocate of that because I'm really not a big talker. Talker. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna motivate you by me doing. Right. You know, you're gonna you're gonna see me. It's like, damn, Cub get up and do this. Cub was going to school. Cub, right. you know, he was working and going, you know, and so on and so forth. I'm not gonna see him to, hey man, this, hey, this is what you need to do, and nah, right. I, you know, because it, I didn't, I, I didn't respond right. to that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm looking at you, like what right. you doing, what you doing on a daily basis, and so. Um, right, wrong, and different, you know, I'm going to show you as opposed to tell you. And so, um, that's, I mean, I stay motivated now because I have kids, you know, I got two girls that, um, I want to make sure that they're in a good space when, you know, they get older. Um, I'm all, and I honestly, man, I'm still at the age of 41. I'm still looking at it as a, Thing of like I still like my mom and my dad are still living and I still want to make them yeah. proud. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel yeah, yeah. So I it may be a unneeded, uh, unneeded pressure, mm-hmm. but man, I still you know it's some stuff I still want to do for my mom. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know what I'm saying. It's some st- stuff I still want to do for my my dad, but you know. What also too helps is like having these conversations with my parents, right? And looking at looking 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 at things from you know childhood to now, and them telling like, "Hey, man, like you have done a great job," you know, which keeps me on the right path right. too, right? Right. So, 
No, so, I understand. Yeah. I understand. You know, you mentioned you, yeah. you mentioned parents. How how yeah. Please explain how pivotal it is um for parents to be in that child in their kids' lives. Like no matter what the stage is, no matter what the relationship is between yeah. mom and dad. Like I don't think people really understand or grasp how important it is for a not only for a son to know his dad, obviously, but for a daughter to really bond and know yeah. her dad also, and vice versa with the mom. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing, too. Me not being that person to listen to so to what somebody's telling me, and I'm looking, and I'm more so looking at your action. Right. Um. Man, I seen, I seen like in my immediate family what, what. A f- what an absent father does to a child, right? right? I've seen firsthand what an absent mother has done to a child, right. and I'm I'm looking at this like, yo. And me personally, like my biological father wasn't there from you know when I was right. young. I mean, thank God I had Bernard, which I wouldn't even I don't I, I hate to say stepdad, which because he's really right. my dad. You get what I'm saying? But I mean, call it what it is, right. but. Um, just looking at, I I see the effects from early on all the way up until adulthood. And what's so sad is that this stuff continues. Like, you know, the fatherless child or the motherless child grows up and have these these hangups or questions unanswered, goes back into not back, what goes into parenthood mm-hmm. with a lot of things not mm-hmm. answered, a lot of things not solved and they have kids and then that's passed on to their kids, which I think most of the things that we deal with as a community, you know, you hear people saying a cycle and that's, and that's part of it. And what I've noticed about us as a community, we don't like to have those talks, like real talks. We'll shoot right. shit oh, all yeah. day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But when it but when it comes to talking about like yo, why did such and such do this or why am I this way or what happened to my dad or what happened to my mom and so on and so forth, nobody wants to talk about that. And until we until we uh, get to the point where we are having these serious conversations to break these generational mm-hmm. curses, we're gonna continue to we're gonna ha- we're gonna continue to Easily. cycle. And for yeah, and for me and my two girls, like the buck stops with me. Right. Like they're not, you know, if it's up to me, the stuff that I dealt with or the stuff her mother dealt with, you know, or the stuff that even let's let's say which is transferable, the stuff that my mom mm-hmm. has dealt with, old stuff even further back, what my grandmother has dealt with, that is not gonna be the situation for my two Correct. girls. You I, get I what I'm saying? Because we're going, yeah, yeah. And so, let's have these conversations. Uh, they're going to hurt. It's going to bring up a lot. Because think about it. Because you ever, you ever been to a funeral? Unfortunately. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm, and, you know, um, say for instance, like an uncle or a mm-hmm. grandfather or a grandmother who, who's been, you know, who. And you see how the kids, you see how like the like, it's it's so freaking dysfunctional yeah. when like yeah. a matri- matriarch or uh, you know someone dies because 
it's just stuff that hadn't been right. said that nobody talked about. It's this, it's this cousin you never knew yeah. that you right. had, cause <laughs> man, you know? I trust me, bro. I right, man, yes. yeah, yes, yeah. And so those are the type of things that like we have to get out in the open and we have to talk about. We have to because if 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 you if you don't address it, you can't heal. And a lot of us right. are hurt, and a lot of us grow up hurt, and we create hurt children mm-hmm. and so on, so on and so forth. So. It's time for us to stop. Man, you you said a oh. lot, man. Yeah, you said a yeah. lot because that made me just think about yeah. you know, um, my own personal experience as far as with the family goes. You know, it's you know, it's one yeah. side of my family I really don't I really don't talk to, um, because yeah, you know, my granny was that bridge, and that was my that yeah. was my heart, like because yeah. you know she's gonna yeah. tell me I'm dead, Miss Marine. Yeah, she's yeah. Gonna tell me I'm yeah. dead wrong. Yeah. You know, I'm dead wrong, yeah. but she gonna always let me know, like, look, you're gonna get back up and you're gonna keep fighting. You know, no matter what, yeah. that's that was always whether I did it wrong myself or somebody else did something wrong to me, like she didn't even wanna know. She was like, Look, I don't care, yeah. I don't wanna know, but you better make it right and do what you gotta do. And that was my hey. bridge over to that side, and it's like I really I don't really know half of my family because she, she's, she's not, not there no but then yeah. also it took an it took an enough family member saying that like well maybe hopefully i hear from you you know when you know even though she's gone but i'm like in my head you know communication is a two-way street you know so yeah. if i'm the yeah. only one reaching out and you're not responding back or doing the same thing it's yeah. like hey can we say that oh so, yeah. yeah and uh, let me say something too you 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 bring up your your grandmother uh, grandmother Marie, mm-hmm. right What's what's funny about that, and I'm sitting here thinking about my own personal, same exact thing. Bro, if it wasn't for my grandmother Flora and my grandmother, I mean my grandfather mm-hmm. Bud, uh, my grandmother Flora is still mm-hmm. living. Uh, she's like 90 years old, but my uh, grandma, uh, grandfather passed away years ago. Bro, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a connection with my cousins like I do or my other side of my right. family. And they, and, and, Unfortunately, they had to carry on that load, but they were taking, you know, and if you really think about it, it's they did the kids in a disservice because they were trying to pick up the pieces that the kids didn't didn't manage. And and that was a lot, especially from, you know, you you think of grandparents, they're older and they shouldn't have to they shouldn't have to deal with that. But they did anyway. And I'm I'm so thankful for them because, like I said, they. I wouldn't have a relationship with that side if it wasn't right. for them. Like my grandma, like my grandmother, made sure she spent time with mm-hmm. me, got me, and had me and my cousins together, and you know, which created this lifelong bond with my cousins because we're all you know same age and like you know we're still close and you know as tight today because of that. Because if it was left left up to the fathers, I don't think it would have happened. Definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. That's yeah, the sad yeah. part about that, which that that makes me want to hit another point, but I'll wait. Yeah. That's man. I just you know, to to hit on another thing, you brought up fathers and you said something else that stuck out. You know, the buck you said the buck mm-hmm. stops with you. Yeah. Um you know, I kind I felt not even kind, I definitely felt the same way, you know, and you know my backstory. Mm-hmm. It was just me and my mama, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um Yeah. I knew from early on it, I'm gonna tell you a story, right? So 
it's crazy. So I never really had to worry about too much. My mama was going to make a way. She was going to find a way. You know what I'm yeah, saying? For and sure. yeah. I knew my mom and my dad didn't talk really when it was one yeah. Christmas. And mm-hmm. I got the same exact shoes and the same exact color from the both of them. Two separate mm-hmm. gifts. I was in, yeah. I believe, the sixth grade. Maybe even fifth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I knew I, at first, it was just a dream because you don't really know when you're that young. I was like, look, if I'm ever in this position with a kid, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to do my best to make sure I keep the peace so that I can mm-hmm. have that a, a, a functional relationship with my child. There's no reason as to why, you know, as a kid, I'm thinking, dang, yeah, I got a pair to hoop in, I got a pair to wear. But as I got yeah. older, and I really thought about it, and my thoughts transformed. It was like, that's a messed up situation to kind of put a kid in, and no, you know, and it's yeah. not, no shade to anybody, but not definitely not my yeah. mom. But yeah. it's like, you know, right. it, it it brings me to where you said the buck stops with you. Like, yeah. that's one instance where it's just like it's got me to the point where, with my child, hey, I'm gonna make sure I do A, B, C, D all the way through Z. Because, yeah. like you said, I don't want this generational hurt passing on, which means yeah, that I absolutely. had to address it. But man, everybody ain't built for but that. But you know what? But you know what, too, Jay? Um, I was having this conversation with um, a doctor that I work with, a uh, female doctor, black doctor. And uh, I was just explaining to her the relationship that I have with my kids, right? Like, I'm super hands on with my right. kids. Uh, but two, I'm I'm con- I'm constantly thinking consciously of okay, why am I so adamant about this, right? right? And so I say that like in all you know in all sense of purposes, we're we're really here trying to be the best father we can, mm-hmm. right? But also too, we have to make sure that we're not overcompensating. Right for the lack of and I'm always conscious of that I'm not doing something to overcompensate for my my kids right and I even I even think about it from a a standpoint of where like I look at my 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 two girls and I think they're like the most beautiful thing that me you know uh her mom has created and it hurts me sometimes like get on their ass about certain stuff but I have to like I I you know they're young, and I, I be yeah, on their ass. You gotta be. You gotta be. <laughs> I, but you, you, because again, it's one of those things where I'm not gonna overcompensate and say, "Oh, this is daddy's little princess, and you can't do no wrong." Because I'm setting her up for Bingo. failure when she when she becomes Bingo. an adult or a young girl. I mean, a young, you know, a young lady, and I refuse. So, as precious and pretty as they are. I, I apply the pressure on their ass as much as possible, and it hurts. Like it bothers me, like to get on them. But I'm like, no, you have right. to. Right. Yeah. It's it's, it's yeah. You it's know what I'm Definitely needed. It's needed. Yeah. It's needed. Yeah. It's needed. Do you yeah. think, man? Yeah. You know, it made me makes me want to know. Do you think it's possible? Mm. Can can a woman raise a boy into a man? Like, can they? Can they? No. Actually, I'm gonna leave no. that question just like that. And this again, hey. I know my mom is going to listen to this. It ain't no shade yeah. whatsoever. Any other single mother or no. parent or whoever listens, this ain't no shade to a single mother because, no, but here's the, you know. No, it's not. But so here's the thing, because I know your mom personally. Right. I mean, you know, 
your mom is like shit. My my mom too. Uh, you know, my mom, cousin, auntie, all rolled right. in one. But I know from the conversations we had again. You remember we 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 talked about like role mm-hmm. models. That was the conversation she had yep. with me. It was like, look, 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 Mike. I can't I can't teach Darius how to be a man. I need you to step up and help me. So, you know, and she'll tell you there. Like honestly, there's no way. A mom can do all that she can, right. right? But there's there's some stuff instinctively that a man knows mm-hmm. how to do, you know, and stuff to do and what to say to a young man that only a man can right. do, right? But don't get me wrong. Like, moms do the best oh, yeah. job they oh, can. Oh, for sure. For sure. For uh, sure. And a lot, of t- a lot of times, again, to, uh, back up to what we just talked about, to the point where they overcompensate. Yeah, you know, until you know, it's it's not a detriment, but you know, a lot of parents, a lot of single parents, are overcompensated because they felt like you know, well, I had to be the mom and the dad, yeah. and so I I did this, you know, thinking that I was doing right, but in all actuality, it didn't you know, help. but it didn't help, right? So, um, think about it. Uh, the creator created a man and a woman to, to come mm-hmm. together. The man has a sperm. The man has a sperm. The woman has mm-hmm. an egg. So, in order for it de- for it, it to even happen, it it takes a man right. and a woman. So, for a man and a woman to create something, it you know, it has to be a man and a woman to foster that. Yeah, too. I agree. You get, what, you get agree. what I'm saying? So, I definitely agree. Yeah, with that. and we've been we've been just we just been dealing in dysfunctionality. You know, and trying to pick up the pieces and make it happen, and um, that's you know that's that comes with a lot of dysfunction. But you know, people were doing people were doing the best that they best that they could. Oh yeah, I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. Although I yearned for that father son relationship, mm-hmm. um, I was lo- I was fortunate enough to have male figures that I could draw from, mm-hmm. but there was still something that I was searching for. Oh, yeah. That it wasn't until I was, man, I was in my, I was forced to grow up very, very, very quick. You know, mm-hmm. before 30, <laughs> yeah. it was a lot that had happened. But yeah. I'll say that uh, it took me all of that time to realize that, you know, you got to make do with what you have. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't, you can't chase a ghost or yeah. something that's not there. You can't yeah. do it. So yeah. once I realized that, it made me look like it opened my eyes so much more. I, I view relationships differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, especially my mother. My mother and I's relationship is just, you know, we done. Yeah, that's we. Hey, we're back to the good old days. She crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I said that, Ma. You're crazy, but um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't change it for the world, man. But that father, yeah. that father presence is. It's so much needed, crucial. and it's you you yearn for it like i don't care i don't care yeah how, it's something about that 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 attachment like to the point where i don't you hadn't seen like i'm gonna give you an example not seeing your father for years and he ain't did much at all but when you see him it's like oh my gosh there go my daddy you get what right. i'm saying it's yeah, crazy for sure. For sure. yeah yeah and um you you brought up a point. You said you know you you come to a point where you you can't chase. You feel like you can't, you know, 
chase chase ghosts, right? Because it's like you're chasing and you you can't catch it, right? Right. Um, but with that being said, a lot of times, like, uh, and I don't know your situation, right? Or how you like yeah. how you man, you know, manage yeah. to go from that to where you are now. But what I notice about a lot of men, we suppress it, right? Oh, yeah. And we'll oh, yeah. we'll we'll say. Man, nigga, that shit don't bother me. My dad ain't never right. been there, man. F that nigga. Da, 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 da. But man, that shit rears head, ugly head a lot of times when you're going through something more. You know what I'm saying? Factual. Factual. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, is like I'm I'm praying and hoping that, you know, when people do come to this enlightenment, it was like, you know what? Man, I gotta figure it out. You know, I didn't have it and I drew from other people, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna be all right. You know right. what I'm saying? And handle like again back to what I was talking about, you know, asking yourself those hard questions and like really digging down deep in your your heart and your soul to figure out like what what what's the trigger and what's really triggering you from it. And when you can figure that piece out, you're truly whole then. Right. But a lot of a lot of times, man, a lot of us be suppressing stuff and man, we we suppress it by being like multiple women or drugs yeah. and alcohol or or being busy Mm -hmm. and a lot of time you know especially this corona time but a lot of people at home by themselves dealing with a lot of stuff they ain't think they could you you know you got they they was gonna they they thought they wasn't gonna have to deal with because they stayed so busy and so you know people have time they don't even be busy to tell you the truth you know, I, people don't really I, be busy like that. They, oh, for sure they don't. They they make themselves busy so they don't have to deal with them demons. Right. That's what I'm saying. But you have yeah. that's one thing I learned, man. You got in order for you to get to a real a real tranquil place, you have you to. have to face them head on. You, you have know? to. You got to because if you don't, you're gonna lash out at people yeah. who have nothing to do with yeah. whatever you got, whatever baggage you carry. Yeah. Like, you know you you gonna do that and that's it's messed up because everybody's yeah. not. I'm gonna just go out and say it. Majority of your people aren't equipped to be lashed out on, but still fully process the situation. Like, yeah. okay, this person's lashing out on me, but why is this person lashing out? Yeah. Versus yeah. this person lashing out on me, so I'm gonna get defensive and I'm gonna lash back. Yeah. You know, they don't look at the totality of the situation. It's crucial, man. Like, but yeah. in order to do that, you got to be able to handle your own demons look in the mirror and be okay with yourself and work on self yeah. first and you know what and i'm gonna tell you too like for me i'll give you my example like so again i didn't grow up with my biological he was there and i knew who he was and every so often you know we would talk and every so often i may get a you know christmas gift or i may get a uh you know whatever mm-hmm. and it wasn't until i was in I was in college and I called and I was like, you know, um, I had this conversation. I like, look, man, I'm not upset with you or, you know, it is what it is, you know? Right. Um, but just to let you know that I didn't appreciate it, you know, right. but I'm good. I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm okay. Right. And a couple of years after that, um, he gave me, a, um, he gave me a call. This was not living in Orlando. He was living mm-hmm. in Orlando. And we went out to dinner and basically it was like a peace offering, right? Um, where he came and apologized. It, it was an, in a roundabout way, but I knew what, right. he was get, what he was getting at. Right. But at, by that time, I was a man too. And so 
my thought process is like, bro, who are you to not give this person the opportunity to right his wrong? You know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. A lot of times, you know, people are like, man, fuck that. I ain't, you know, you ain't never yeah. did nothing from, but I, I was, I was trying, I was being, I was trying to be mature. And I think it was a mature decision. I was like, you know, like, who am I to, you know, somebody's here trying to apologize and do right and make things right. Who, who am I to not give them the opportunity? And I just put myself in them shoes. I was like, damn, I think if I was in a situation and I had a child and I'm trying to apologize and they wouldn't accept it, that would, you know, hurt. That right. would be detrimental. And from that point on, like, man, me and my biological father have the best relationship. Um, He's present. Uh, He's present with the grandkids. Uh, We talk a lot. Like, we talk at least once a week. Um, It's one of those things where he's not trying to make up for lost time. He's just present. You get what I'm saying? That's all it takes. That's all it takes, yeah. And so I'm appreciative of that. Um, It took two to, you know, make it right because it you know i had my dealings and saying like hey let's make it happen and the fact that you know he came to the the decision that he wanted to do right by me you know what i'm saying and right. here we are and not you know i hope that type of story you know when people hear this and you know who may have had the similar situations that we had uh that you know let them know that it it can be rectified. Nothing is too. I don't. It's. I mean, it's certain stuff. I'm pretty sure, but right, there ain't too many things that you can't mend and get you know bounce back from. Especially right. if you you sit down and you know again have those hard conversations to make you know right the wrongs. Right. It takes two to tango. Man. Yeah, it does. It does. I, I think too though. You know, you said something too that like just overall, I think it it takes a respect level from not only obviously you, but from him also, you know, and I feel like that's when we, when we get into parents and grandparents, of course you're told to respect them. But Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes, I think that's the wrong message at times Mm -hmm. because I'm not, I'm not going to respect you and you beat my mother. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but I think respect goes both ways. There has to be some sort of mutual respect. Mm-hmm. And your, you know, you mending relations with your dad, there mm-hmm. was obviously a mutual respect and it only flourished and grew from there. I feel like probably because, because of that. Right. And I think, I think that's my deal sometimes with older generations. Like, yeah. you just want me to respect you because of your age. That just means you've been here for a certain amount of time. That don't mean you learn nothing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So especially as I've gone through my experiences, that's one thing I've really noticed. Like, I've only been here you know, X amount of years, but mm-hmm. I could write a, I could write a couple of books. You probably get you a movie and a whole, uh, a whole play. Yeah. In comparison to someone who's an older person and, yeah. you know, you may have been here for 90 years, but mm-hmm. what can you really tell me? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can tell me a lot, but what have you really done? Yeah. So, and that's my big thing with this podcast, you know, just making sure I make sure I do my part. I know I ain't going to be on earth forever. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna do my part and show some respect to those are who are older than me mm-hmm. by letting them give their perspectives. Mm-hmm. Hope with the hopes of that my generation and even younger can learn from them, mm-hmm. but vice versa also. Yeah, you know, and I feel like that's real. That respect thing, man, that's real crucial. That's very yeah. crucial. Yeah, 
so, it is. I mean, it, it is a two way street. So yeah, but no, nah, I mean, I ain't gonna man, I ain't gonna tell my mama that nothing crazy, but <laughs> you know, but yeah, we can um. Let's go in and round it out. So you already know at the end with community in mind, I always like to highlight a small business. So we're gonna swap it up. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you tell me about a business that you wanna highlight and you support. Yeah, well let me first say this. Um I'm so fortunate to be in a city, um, a city of Atlanta where um there's so many uh black entrepreneurs and black businesses that I can support. Mm-hmm. Um I can tell you on a daily basis between myself and my family and my wife. We are constantly recycling the black dollar um, from the food we eat um, to the to the um, produce because we mm-hmm. go to a lot of black farmers. Um, we use black deodorant. We use black lotion. We use black hair products. Uh, everything you can think about. I mean, everything you can think of for the most part, me and my family really uh, are conscious of where we spend our money. And right. With Atlanta being the way it is and it's insulated with, you know, a lot of black excellence per se, um, we're fortunate. And, you know, um, you know, so we, we really do a good job of recycling our dollar. So it's so I mean, our black dollar. So it's a couple of different companies and so on and so forth that I can, you know, mention. But I will um, the company that I'm going to discuss today or tell you guys about is one of my good friends. uh Anaja Henderson and Omari Henderson, uh, Zucott Gallery. And it's a Black-owned art gallery, which has some of the best art, dope art. Um, um, and they're, they're, um, they're pretty big, man. And um, art in our culture is very big. And I think um, how they curate the art and really um, show Black artists is, is great. So... Um, if you guys have the chance to check out Zucot and you spell it Z-U-C-O-T Gallery at Zucot Gallery, that's their handle for all that social media. Um, you know, um, they tell you how to buy art and, you know, the whole process. And we bought a couple pieces. Um, and so we support and um, I thought they would be a good um company to highlight because first of all, they're my good friends. That that so the cool thing about it is that it's two mm-hmm. brothers. And then their dad is the artist. So, um, but they manage a whole bunch of different other artists, and there's always a bunch of different artists that are in the gallery. But their dad is one of the main artists artists that they feature, and we actually right. bought a, we actually bought a piece from the you know their dad, and which we as a family have a relationship with them. So, uh, if you have a moment and you're listening to this, check out Zucot Gallery at Instagram, and I think they have a Twitter and Facebook and so on and so forth. Zukai Gallery. I'm gonna have to, Zucai, I'm gonna have to peep yeah. that. I'm yes. gonna have to peep that, man. Zukai Gallery. Yeah. Zukai Gallery. I'm gonna have to peep that, man. Yeah. But hey, I appreciate you, man. For I appreciate you. By. You know you're gonna be back. Um, yeah, for sure. Very soon, very soon. But to for my sure. listeners, make sure you guys keep your faith in God while continuously moving forward. And I'll talk to you soon. All right, peace. Mm-hmm.